This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Now and then, here and there, and always at SexPotComedy.com. Next storyteller. Next storyteller. Next storyteller. Next storyteller. Welcome to the Narrators Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrators, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. The show takes place on the third Wednesday of every month at the Buntport Theater in Denver, Colorado. Here in Denver. A notable number of artists and entertainers have left town to stake claims in California, including a handful of our all-time favorite storytellers and the original two hosts of the Narrators Denver, Andrew Orvidal and Robert Rutherford. I've been thinking a lot about California lately. A few weeks ago, my family took a short vacation to San Diego and we stayed with Robert. He gave us this amazing insider's tour of the city. We went behind the scenes at the Natural History Museum where he works saw a new species of desert spider. We ate these ridiculously delicious fish tacos in the parking lot of a grocery store. We climbed over jagged coastal rocks in La Jolla, looking for crabs and octopi in the tide pools. And he showed me Tiger Tiger Tavern, where the narrator San Diego will debut in September. While we strolled around Balboa Park, I could imagine myself settling down. I was enamored with the massive roots of the fig trees and the laid-back, I-never-need-an-umbrella vibe of the people, the proximity to Mexico and the dark immensity of the Pacific Ocean, all that true, natural beauty of Southern California. I could definitely move there and live on a schedule ruled by the tides. But every now and then I would catch flashes of the other Southern California, the Botox-injected foreheads, the $700 alligator purses, the real estate flyers for affordable million-dollar studio apartments. Even with my critical faculties softened by the sand glimmering between my toes and the palm trees nodding encouragingly overhead, I could easily spot the seams, the artifice, the duplicity, and the disparity of that place. I mean, let's be clear. I don't think the facelifted vanity of Southern California is pervasive. I would argue it's not even popular. But it was there, that plastic, two-faced facet of California culture was definitely visible. And I think it's that, that is why friends freak out when one of their own moves to the coast. They're worried that you'll become two-faced too, that narcissist will awaken from his trance and drag you down into the water baptize you in an ocean of self-loathing and doubt, and hold your head under so you can only hear the voices pounding in your ears, telling you that you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, not original enough, not skinny enough, not young enough, not white enough, not black enough, just not enough. 
until you swear to the devil that you'll do anything for a little reassurance and some warmth from a spotlight. Yes, I've still got California on my mind. And I'm going back to the one I left behind. Now I can't walk for talking. I can't sleep for crying. I messed up things by leaving. Someone so nice in time. I wrote her a letter. The answer was fine. Today's story comes from Haley Driscoll. She's a stand-up comedian who is adored by the Denver comedy scene, and she's one of those folks who recently relocated to Los Angeles. Her departure, like all the others, was this bittersweet moment of joy for her future and pity for our loss. But I never once worried about Haley moving to L.A. and becoming someone else, becoming two-faced. And that's because of the story you're about to hear. This story was originally recorded on November 21st, 2013 at the Deer Pile in Denver, Colorado. The theme of the evening was the fall. Uh, When I was in the third grade, I was running to school. I was very late. Uh, It was wintertime, and they were doing some construction uh, right outside my elementary school. And I was holding my backpack like this, and the little backpack strap caught in my foot and I went totally this is my head and went straight down into the cement and I slid on the ice I slid on black ice black ice not black guys (laughs) and I ripped off half my face Um, and um, all this part from right above my eyebrow below my eye uh scraped up my actual eye a little bit and I ripped off all over here. Um, so, it was a fun day. Mama said there'd be days like this, you know? So, um, I got taken, I got taken to the, uh, the nurse, the elementary school nurse. Um, I, I do remember all the reactions of horror and sickness from all the children who had never seen a horror movie before until just then. Um, and I got there, and uh, it turns out that uh, I had sustained a pretty severe concussion that was uh, more uh, prevalent in my childhood where I would get events switched around in my head. Uh, so I would remember them not in the same timeline as real life. So, uh, in my memory, I remember my dad taking me, picking me up from the school, being horrified, taking me to see Dante's Peak, <laughs> which one, you shouldn't take a third grader to see Dante's Peak, that actually did happen, and then going to the ER, that didn't happen, um, that still happens on and off, but, um, anyway, I got half my face ripped off, no big deal, um, apparently the, the surgery to get your f- butt grafted onto your face <laughs> is pretty expensive. <laughs> so, 
So they didn't do it for a while um, because they were poor. Uh, so they, I had a lot of talks with my family where my dad would be like, all right, Haley, Jelly Bean, little baby girl, you just got to embrace this, all right? It's fine, you know, you'll make it part of you. It'll, it'll be great. And my mom wasn't so happy with her father, my, her father. Oh, the concussion is coming back. My father telling her daughter that she was just gonna be a weird Scarface forever. Um, so, I mean, I went through school being convinced that I would have half of my face just gone. Um, and that's when kids started calling me Scarface and Two-Face. And um, I just had to endure it and be okay with it. And I got bullied a ton until one day I went to my math class, and about the like f hundredth time that someone had called me fucking Two-Face, I took their test paper and I scraped all the ooze and pus and all the gravel that was coming up from my face off on the side of his paper, and I just passed it back. Nobody talked to me for a good amount of time. That was fine. <laughs> so then my, my mother actually convinced my dad to borrow money from her father, which was his big fall. Um, <laughs> and so we finally were able to get the funding to put my face back on. However, the gravel did have to come out of my face by festering out till I was in sixth grade. But I was the coolest rebel kid without half a face. People loved me. I, I was Haley without a, a face. <laughs> and I, I ruled. I was the best. That's how people knew me. And that's, people feared me. People admired me. People looked up to me. People wanted me. <laughs> in a not weird sixth grader kind of way. Um, but anyway, they got the surgery provided for, and the first graft that they did from my upper love handle got it put over here, and I actually scratched it off. I scratched off $1,000 worth of grafting because I wanted to be Haley Two-Face real bad. <laughs> I didn't want to be normal Haley. I scratched it off, $1,000 worth of surgery. And I had to come to <laughs> the realization that I would still be myself even if I had a whole face. And so we got all the grafting done after I had a series of yellings from my entire family. And then my sophomore year, I let the first boy kiss my butt face. <laughs> and I let him know. I let him know what he was kissing. <laughs> so that's my fall story. Thanks so much for coming out. Thanks for having me on, Andrew. That was Haley Driscoll. The Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Aaron Rollman, Mary Robertson, and me, Ron Doyle. I produce and record the podcast with engineering assistance by Josh Johnson. 
Our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orvidal. The Narrator's podcast is brought to you by these amazing sponsors. The great guys at Illegal Pete's and Greater Than Records, who in addition to providing rad burritos all over town, provide great local music and comedy. The next time you need a photographer, remember From the Hip Photo. You can learn more about their honest and unforgettable service at fromthehipphoto.com. Check out the appropriately named Sexy Pizza on their website, sexypizzaonline.com. And finally, by Breckenridge Brewery, making balanced, approachable, and interesting handcrafted beers in Colorado for over 25 years. Check them out at breckbrew.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or on your favorite mobile podcatcher. For more information and to find past episodes, visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening.